Hey everyone, I'm here today with Dylan Scott. Dylan is the fastest man so far this year in America in High Rocks. And uh, we're going to talk about all things, but primarily focused around elite race qualifying, championship qualifying, and and yeah, see where it goes. So thanks for joining us, Dylan. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. So um, where do you want to start? I know, I, know, I know you've got a few opinions on, on, on around this, so uh, sh- shall I let you take the lead? Uh, sure, I'll I'll take lead on this, and and I think where I'd like to start at is maybe looking at the women's podium at the European Championships. All right, can can you tell me where was the first woman from? America. Okay, all right. I'm not great at geography. Where was the third woman from? <laughs> America. <laughs> and where was the fourth woman from? America. Okay, this doesn't make much sense, does it? It doesn't sound to me like much of a European lineup, all right? And so what we've had, basically, in the way that they've changed up the whole system that they've done for qualifying is they created basically two mini early season world championships is what they've done. And that doesn't make much sense to me um, in that – it used to be a pure time qualifier, and people weren't happy with that. Makes sense. It seemed like there were definitely some discrepancies as to which continent you were racing in, as to whether or not your time was going to be roughly two minutes faster. So they did change up and listen and said, hey, we'll do like a North American champs, top three qualifiers get in, Euro champs, top three qualifiers get in. But then you open it up to the entirety of the world to be able to come and race at it and then recreate a roll down system where you're only going to let the top 30 times even have a chance to get in. So you broke, you fixed it and then broke it again is the problem here. Like we look at North American championships that's, that are coming up. And we've got four Americans that are racing on the men's side because once you go through the roll down of letting in the top 30 and then failing to expand it past that, even though from what I've seen, we have not filled out 15 men yet, we've got eight or nine coming from either Europe or Australia. And then we've got four from America. And so that puts us either 12 or 13. So we've still got two slots left. And we've got someone who finished seventh at World Championships last year is not going to get in to even have a chance to race at North American Championships as an American. That's messed up. And I look at all this and I think, okay, first things first, if we're going to have European champs and we're going to have North American champs, you, do, you don't have cross-pollination, all right? Americans shouldn't be able to go be one, three, four, and six, or seven. I think Tara might have been seven. At European champs, that doesn't make sense. Same goes for Europeans coming over here. I don't know how it's going to play out. Um, we haven't ran the what race would, yet. What would you do, Dylan? I mean, it, it's not it's not a huge problem at the moment, but there's been a race in Hong Kong. Um, there'll be Middle East, I believe, Like, but they probably don't warrant their own championships. So... What what would you do with those 
those guys. So we're gonna we're gonna get to that one. We're gonna get to that one. If right. if we are just currently having a European and North American championships race, I think this is where the the times are gonna start to come into play as well. Um, because right now their world champs qualifying process is top three times or top three people from each of those championships that are non-repeating. So meaning like say Alexander Rockovic comes over, Tim Wines come over, and Sandbach come over. So from what I understand, let's say all three of them, they come and they repeat. They go one, two, three over here in North, North America. Then what will happen is they'll take the next 12 fastest times as opposed to the next nine fastest times getting in. So what should happen from the time-based standpoint is if you do have an individual coming over from Hong Kong, Middle East, Australia, but we haven't had a, a chance to have an Asian championships, a Middle East, uh, Oceania championships, those are the people that are going to be a little bit disadvantaged and they're going to get an on-time qualifiers from, from the 12 or nine slots, you know. So I would think that's how that would work out until you build a big enough market. Because mm-hmm. I do understand, like, there are going to be constraints with a burgeoning sport in how you create criteria for qualifying. But it should be pretty clear that when you do have two separate markets where you can get enough quality athletes to compete, that you shouldn't be sending them across the pond back and forth to race in a Euro chance and North American chance. And the way that you create, maybe you don't want to have a watered down North American chance because I can look at right now the people who would qualify and you would have, you know, if you only did 15 guys from North America, once you started getting outside of the top 10 guys, it would, the talent pool would drop off. Mm-hmm. This, this to be fair, you probably have seven or eight guys in the U.S. who can really go in and mix it up. And then after that, it's going to start to tail off a little bit. So what you do is the same way they do with Olympic trials qualifiers. You have a standard time that people have to run to allow you to be eligible to race. All right. And pretty much you have an A standard. You have a B standard, all right? Your A standard, if you run this fast, you're in, all right? You get to race. B standard, if we haven't filled out a field yet and you have that time, we start the roll-down process. Who are all the people that have met the B standard, all right? Until we fill out whatever our field size is, 15, okay, in that case. So say you've got seven guys with the A standard. You've got 20 guys with the B standard. Eight guys with a B standard get in. You've got your field of 15. Okay. So that's how I would do it if you were trying to avoid having like a watered down field. Now, say you've got seven guys with the A standard, six guys with the B standard. Your field's only going to be 13. In that case, you're not going to get to 15. That's fine. You keep the exclusivity of the sport and of the level of performance you want to have. But if let's say we set our standard at sub 60, you're in is your A standard. Like if you, if you can run a sub 60 in America or over in Europe or in, um, I guess in this case, since we wouldn't be having people come over and cross pollinate from like Middle East or Asian champs, that, that wouldn't be playing a role in that. But if you can run in either of those two areas, a sub 60, 
you should be able to go to the championships. Now, after that, I think 63 is the mark that if you break 63, that's that B standard. So we have those two standards there, meaning that you're going to get quality athletes. You know, I don't think we could argue that somebody who goes in the 62s is a shoe in to battle for the top three, but they're not a bad athlete. Like we look at, we look at say Colin Stifer. He's going to come in. He's got a 61 change, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's going to race well. He's somebody who I believe should be at U.S. Champs. And then we look at the times come out of Los Angeles. I mean, I think it's silly to think that Rich Ryan and Ryland Shadek aren't athletes that shouldn't be at North American Champs. So you set your A and B standards for qualifying to make sure that you do have quality athletes at the championship level. And then from there, you don't have athletes going to Europe if they're American and American if they're Europe. Just so, because what other sport does that? I may be, I may not know of one. So do you know of one? No, I, d- I don't know of one. I, I mean, I know, I don't know if you heard, I know Rich sort of said a similar question to Mintra and she said, well, US Open, you know, any, anyone can win the US Open in tennis. Um, so they've like compared it to, to something like that. Now, whether that's fair or not, you know, it's, it's a different matter, but um, that that's the argument. What does the U.S. Open qualify you for, though? Uh, no, no, nothing. It's a <laughs> it's a standalone. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I'm saying. That's this this is like saying that you could have somebody, you know, decides that they want to fly over from from France to compete at the U.S. Olympic Trials because they think they have a better chance of making the somehow being able to make the French team through a U.S. Olympic trials race where they now allow, if you finish top three, you get in on the French side. Mm. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. No. And so well, I, we're stuck in the situation. Go ahead. Another thing I, w- I would say in, in, in defense of like Americans, especially with the way it's done at the moment, is you, you just have fewer opportunities to to race as well than – than Europeans, especially. I mean, in the UK, we've we've only had really two events up up till now. Um, we can travel to Europe a bit easier than you can, but there there are just fewer opportunities to race. And I've seen a lot of Europeans do a lot of races this year to try and get that time. Um, and with fewer opportunities, you're less likely to get a good time to qualify, right? Yeah, you're much less likely to get it. And so that that was part of our argument, you know, even early on with the time based qualifiers. We have less opportunities to race. We seem to have a bit of a handicap time-wise. Um, and it just looks as if – I'm not going to be like, oh, boo-hoo, it's tilted against the Americans. Okay, um, that's fine. But to a degree, there are definitely guys that when we look at the uh, processes that have been used in the past and currently that have been underrated – and constantly overperform when they're given the opportunity to go head to head. And so I just look at this ranking system and using particularly the fact that even if you haven't filled out your field of 15 for North American champs, why aren't they rolling it down past 30? Yeah, that, I must admit that one does seem strange to me. And it, it that's very strange I mean- to me. I feel like I'm very well versed in in the rules that have been around this, and this is the first time I, I've heard about it. You know, like, it's it's just a rule that suddenly appeared. Now maybe it's internal to Hirox has always been there, but 
Um, I, I hadn't heard of it up until now. It, just, it, was, people, it was news case. to me too. So like, this is, so let me make sure, this isn't news to you like right now, but it's news to you within the last two weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Sorry, yeah. So, but but just for people listening, in, ca in case you aren't aware, the, the the talk at the moment is that the North American Championships, which is in Chicago in a couple of weeks' time, is that the full we won't see fifteen athletes in the field because uh, not everyone's accepting their spot. They've rolled down. They've offered it to the top thirty athletes essentially, and um, they don't want. They've decided they don't want to roll down any further, and will be happier to have say 12 athletes in the race as opposed to rolling down further right that's... yeah that's that's the way that i understand it and i just think that you look at the caliber of athlete in some circumstances that you're boxing out and it's not a question of oh we've gone through 30 and now it's just a wash what we have is we've gone through 30 giving the americans like a two-minute handicap that we seem to always see whenever we travel over to europe so what you've got is you've got guys who maybe on american soil would go two minutes slower than that. Take a two-minute reduction off of Rich and Ryland's time. They're in that top 30. Like, you can't – there's nobody on this planet that I wouldn't sit down and say, give me 30 athletes in the world that race the high rocks right now, and Rich and Ryland don't get into that top 30. Unarguably. Like, so it's just it, – I, I feel like it's doing a huge disservice to those guys in particular, and then also to the American contingent who might be able to come race at Worlds. Because right now, I'm, I feel good. Like, I have a good time, a 58-38. I think that holds. Let's say that we get a completely different top three over here in America than we got over in Europe. So I still think a 58-38 holds up within the next nine fastest times. Yeah. So none of this argument is for my sake. It's just no. to say, I, I think guys are getting screwed by this process, and it should not be a hard one to fix. It's a pretty – maybe there's money and logistics involved that I don't understand, but from a pure, hey, we want this to be a fair across-the-board thing, we can get pretty damn close, and whatever we're doing now is going the opposite direction. But for me as well, I think I think maybe a lot of Europeans like listen to, to these arguments and say, well – Rich and Ryland didn't get the time and we shouldn't change the rules for them and, and so on. And I I kind of, I would agree with that. But for me, my thinking is it's not about Rich and Ryland specifically and trying to work out how you can get them in it. It's like, well, does it make sense to have 15 in the race? Does it make sense to roll down past 30? And, and like, to me, it does, especially if you can, especially as the, the, the time hasn't dropped off so significantly by the time you get to 30 athletes that it's no, like, what is what can you tell me what the, the last time is? Like, I don't know off the top of my head um, what his time is, but also you can make these nameless, faceless individuals. Let's not make it rich and Ryland. Let's just yeah. make it 31 and 32. Why are 31 and 32 not getting shot here? Yeah. So, so number 30, if 30th position is, is a 101.48, um, which is nearly two minutes off of Dieter Schwarzkopf in 15th. So like, it's not like the standard has dropped so significantly that it will be embarrassing to have these people in the race, you know? Um, no. No, not at all. Um, so, yeah, that, that becomes the argument on the side of, like, why would you not roll it down past 30? We're not gonna, there's not a huge discrepancy. 
from 30 to 40, probably. What's the 40th fastest time if you can look? Do you know on this season or uh, is that hard to find? No, that's a, that's a bit harder to find, to be honest with you. I can't imagine that there's more than 45 seconds between 30 to 40. It's less than a minute, I would assume. Because you start bunching those up into 62s and it gets pretty tight pretty quick. Um, yeah. Well, Rick yeah. Ryan was so, like 102.19 in his race. Yeah, so he's got to be right there on the bubble yeah. of being 30. So that's the argument made for why would you not roll it down to get the rest of those guys in. And then the other argument is just if we're going to brand these as a North American or European champs, make it legitimate. Like people look at this and, and I'm sure that Europeans probably feel the same way about it. They look at, they're like, why, why do we have Americans coming over here to this? This is stupid. What would you say to, uh, and this affects you. Like I've had one elite, I won't name who, uh, reached out to me and said, well, they want the opportunity to race in both races because they want the opportunity for prize money. And if we want the best of the best in the sport, then we've got to give them the opportunity for prize money. And if we limit you to the American Championship, for example, then that reduces that. Well, how, how do you feel about that argument? Uh, so the argument here is just we need to open it up for prize money. Like if we're going to get more people to race, there's got to be more of a monetary incentive. Well, at, at the way it's set up at the moment, like, uh, like I, I picked Megida, but it wasn't him. Like he, he might yeah. say, "Well, I, I want to race in the European yeah. and North American Championships because that gives me the chance to earn from two races." Whereas if you limit me to yeah. North America, that's just one race that I can earn from. Well, tough fucking luck. You're North American. Like <laughs> that's that's my response. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. You're we're taking part. First off. We're elite in a mass participation sport. Let's get that very clear. We make a little bit of money, all right? If, if there are very few people, if any, who could actually make a living doing this, you know? Um, you might start making a living if you start getting some brand deals and stuff like that. But what's happening there is your money's coming from sponsors and sponsorships and the promotion you're doing on, like, Instagram, stuff like that. If, if somebody's like, I want to have the opportunity – to go over there and make what was the winning seventy five hundred? Yeah. Okay, and assuming either you're pulling from another contract that somebody has given you money to travel with, their high rocks isn't flying you over. You know, you don't have a governing body that's covering your travel or anything like that. So you're not even going to make that much from it. I really don't see it as an economic argument that makes sense. And also, again. You're North American. You get North American chance. Just you don't always get the best of every situation. And if we're going to make it fair to everybody playing, well, boohoo, you don't get two chances to make a lot of money. Like, actually, you don't get two chances to make a little bit of money. <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you. There's not 500 Gs in line or anything like that. It's, it's $7,500. Like, that's nothing to scoff at. That's great. So my hand to be $7,500 right now, I'd be like, I wouldn't be like, where's the rest of it? You know, I'd be like, well, thank you very much. This is going to help with a lot. Um, but at the same time, that's not a valid argument to me to say like, oh, we have to throw an extra potential $8,000 at somebody to get the best athletes to show up. No, you don't. And that's not even, that's not moving the needle for anyone who's in it for the money. No.
Yeah. So that let's, would be say, my um, let's say next season uh, they they do this, right? So you get three yeah. in Europe qualified yep. for the Worlds, three in North America qualified for the Worlds. Do you agree that? Do you agree? The, the remaining nine positions should solely be done on time How, or would you change that element of it? So the way that I would allocate it after that, honestly, and, and this is, again, this is condensing it down to just looking at North America and Europe. I think if you want to get an elite 15 field that's going to have the best people in it, what you start doing is you ping pong back and forth. You pull the next next man in. So let's say man number seven. All right or woman number seven, doesn't matter, it goes across the board. Woman number seven comes from Europe. Eight, North America. Nine, Europe. And what we do is we look at the North American times fastest list, we look at the European times fastest list, and we pull back and forth with Europe getting the odds, America gets the evens, they get one extra person. I think that Hyrox is bigger over there, and it makes more sense to pull from a bigger pool that way. And so at the end of the day, what you end up having is you have seven North Americans versus eight Europeans for the time being within a field of 15. And I think if you list it off, what we would end up getting from that end, you'd have one hell of a lineup world championships wise. And the guys that you would be possibly leaving out on the bubble would be people who would race for the 11th to 15th spot. And I don't think you would drop anybody out that might be racing for top five. Just that's my opinion. And and that opinion is based on that you think there's significant differences between some venues that, that make it an advantage for some to, if you've raced oh, that, for you've sure. got an advantage. For sure. I even think that about my race in Chicago. Like I look at my time there and the stations aren't that crazy different. There's rock zone, really small, I had a very fast rock on like a minute and a half. Now, my run time was a lot slower than I've ever seen my run time be. So I assume that they made up for it on the outside with expanding mm -hmm. the run distance. That's the only thing that makes sense because I've ran, I ran like 29 of something, 2901 at Las Vegas and then 31 I in Chicago. I don't think I've changed by almost three minutes as a runner from there to there, but the rock zone times changed a lot. So that would be my kind of argument is the rocks run sort of plays out more. Um, but yeah, I mean, your venue can change drastically with regards to how well you race. And I say that we're getting closer to having less, you know, disparity between venues. They're getting better at it. I agree with that. Um, I think you've seen the, the U.S. sled times have gotten a lot closer to the European sled times. Still seems to be a little different, but that's fine. Uh, that's not, you know, I will not get in the way of asking for perfect when I'm seeing good. We're seeing progress. I'm happy with that. But um, I think you get pretty darn close doing it that kind of TikTok fashion and giving a little more credence to Europe due to the amount of individuals who are taking part. And then I think if you get seven U.S. men in there, that's about the number that would make it in a fair and kind of equitable distribution of times. What would you, uh, a, a, a slightly different approach, or what, what do you think about maybe like auto qualifying anyone that wins a race? Or do you think that could potentially lead to 
cherry picking. You do races. that, but you 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 do that, but you need to have a standard for the time. Um, because I won a race last year in New York with a sixty-five ten, and the next fastest guy, and that was the I ran doubles that morning, raced again. It was a weak field. Love the guys who were in there. Apologize if I'm insulting anyone, but that was a weak field. So if I can come back, you know, four hours later, race again and win by almost four minutes, maybe five minutes. Yeah, I don't think whoever got in from New York would have a very, like, they would get completely mashed. So you need to have like a, did you win a race? Plus, have you gone up under 62 minutes? You put those two together, then okay, I agree with that. But if you're just like, did you win a race? Well, I've seen slow times win races. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't agree with that one. I, I, I can see it working like that, a race winner with a, a minimum time requirement. I, I don't know. I can also just imagine, though, like you guys start calling each other up. What, what one are you going to go to? I'll go to this one. You go to this one. Maybe. That could happen. That, that could, no, that could definitely happen. You, I mean, athletes would definitely, you know, they would make some calls and they'd be like, all right, I'll race this one. You race that one. But uh, I would hope there's a few people in the sport that are just like jerks who would be like, you know what? I'm coming to that one just to fuck you over, son. Like, <laughs> like absolutely. I, I, I love that kind of side of, you know, sport as well because it keeps it honest. You know, like, I'm not, no, I'm not giving you an inch. Like, that's fun. Um, but definitely there could be some gamesmanship. There would be times when I might think about it myself. Like, I even, it, during races, I know that I'll encourage people I race with. Like, even that's just a little vocal thing. But it's like, if I'm running with somebody and they're an American and we're at a world championships, I'm going to be like, hey, stick on. Let's go get these boys. Like, or hopefully they'll give me the same thing. But I don't know. I think that once you get enough talent within the sport, it'd be too hard to cherry pick it. Because if it's just one spot to win, I mean, how many races are we going to get here in America within a calendar year? A dozen? Yeah. Maybe. Like, I, I'm not 100% sure. If the sport really grows, there's not going to be a dozen opportunities that you can create a, a field that's, like, so watered down that somebody can show up and win it and not also be able to compete still at the upper levels once they get there. Yeah. That's where I hope the sport gets to. Like, I hope it doesn't become an issue of, oh, we have to roll down to 30 to get 15 guys who might be able to come race. Like, I wanted to be like, huh, you better have a top 15 timer. You're not going to get to race. Like, everybody's here. They're serious. And, like, you're going to have to crack your ass to be able to come to a championship. You know, it's still a little soft right now. Like, it was soft early on. Early my first year, my second race, I was second at North American Chance. That don't make no sense. Like that's a soft, that was a soft field that day. You know, Hunter beat the brakes off of everyone. And then we all just kind of fell in line. And there were some people who were missing that had they shown up, would have drastically changed the order. I want the sport to get to the point where it's not a question of who's gonna show up, like everybody's showing up. And everybody's showing up in North America for the chance, because we got 15 guys in North America. Who can crack? We got 15 guys in Europe who can crack. And then we've got, you know, as we expand Middle East, Asia, Europe, like we get down to the Australian region to where maybe the field hasn't expanded to 20, but it's because you got 20 guys 
we're going to be within two minutes of each other coming to wall balls. Would you? What, I, I sort of talked about this briefly on a video. Would, would you? Would you go beyond fifteen? Like, if 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 you had your own, if you had your own way, do you think it would add to the race if there were twenty, twenty five in it? Um. Well, I think it depends on one. You, you do have to think about the finances side. Like, if it financially makes sense, then yeah. If you have enough talent in the sport, then I think you do. You want to make the cutoff very challenging but you don't want to make it something that like boxes out potential winners or something like that like you don't want to have a lack of races leading to individuals having maybe one or two shots they don't have a good day now they can't get in even though they had their very like high ceiling low floor kind of guy where mm -hmm. they're hit or miss but when they hit it's electric you know like Go look at DecaFit World Championships. Rich Ryan, he hit that day. You know, he hit that day. He wasn't supposed to win because the last race he did before that, that was down in West Palm Beach. Almost the entire same field, pretty damn close. He was eighth, you know. But then he had a low floor day. He had a high ceiling day, wins it. So what do you do in those scenarios? Um, I just feel like if it makes sense monetarily, and it makes sense with the quality of athletes you have. You pump 20 guys in there and you see what kind of, you know, you see what kind of race you can get. Um, yeah. Because, because Chris, like and, uh, Chris and Rich were both only in uh, Vegas for the, because of the roll down. Like there's a, there's a good chance they could have yeah. missed out on that. Uh, but they both performed, obviously, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Chris, she shows up, wins the whole thing. Rich, I mean, at his highest point, he was sitting up in fourth, really like putting a battle in there. Um, he might not have gotten to fourth. He might have gotten up to fifth. I don't think he ever got up on Winish. But either way, you know, he was a guy who got in at 15th because Peter Schiller elected not to come and because Toby was out because he was still dealing with uh, byproducts of COVID. And then he finishes seventh. Like, he clearly deserved to be there. So, yeah, I think you could put – you could get this sport three years from now. You could fill out a field of 20 guys. It's going to be tight. I mean, how many of the CrossFit games? I mean, they limit it to. They don't limit it to not off the bat. They don't limit it to 20. No. They, they cut it down by the end, but I don't know what the final day is or what their final, like, what their start level is. Close to 200? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a, that's, I don't a know. Lot of, that's a lot of guys. And, and I, I know in, like, um, Birmingham and London this year, for example, they've had 40, 50 in each starting wave just like throughout the day. So they, they can do it like the logistically, the, the whole setup is is possible to have a lot more than 15, certainly. It's definitely possible to have it. But again, I look at the, I, I always want to be conscious of the fact that I'm not operating their budget. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think about, okay, are there budgetary constraints to how many athletes you can do all this for? But if the sport grows how it should and continues to get huge numbers, mass participation wise, the money will be there. And you can create kind of the, you can create the sport from what you get from the event, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So no, I, th I think I it's, um, I think it's good that I like, 
I think sometimes people look at these conversations as us just moaning, which uh, I don't. I, I try and think of it as, <laughs> as constructive. And, and like, I think High Rocks are open to suggestions as well in the, in the, in their early days. Um, you know, I don't expect changes this season, obviously. But, no, uh, me neither. If, if, if we can shape things going forward, then I think conversations like this are worthwhile, personally. Well, uh, one thing that's been brought up that they need to do is have an athlete panel. I don't know if they have one. They should have an athlete panel from representatives from different, you know, portions of, of the world um, as they expand out so that everybody gets a bit of a say in there and then actually listen. And you know what? There will be times where the answer will be tough fucking luck. You're North American. That's okay. Like sometimes people need to hear that. It's mm -hmm. all right to be told tough luck. It's good. It's fine. But there needs to at least be a voice in there that's not just, you know, you and I in rooms talking to each other and like, hey, I hope somebody sends that passive aggressively to someone. And it's like, <laughs> why don't y'all make a change? Because people aren't happy about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for this. I think maybe <clears throat> we talked about we're, we're, if, if we get you on again sometime and talk about your your training and uh, maybe after the championships, once, once you've, once you've performed there, we'll have another chat yeah. about, about that. Absolutely. Um, how are you feeling going into that though? Good. I feel good. I feel good. A lot of the, like I'm putting in decent workouts. My body feels as fit, if not fitter than before Chicago. Um, I feel like as long as I don't do anything to get injured or sick or don't mess up a taper or something like that, Things should be okay. I, I feel like I'm pretty confident that I test myself in all the different facets that I need to check the boxes at to know how fit I am, and I'm fit right now. So good, good. You I look like good. I, if, if I think like the the races I've seen this year, like watching you on the live stream in Chicago, you look comfortable with that with that time that you got, which was impressive. But you look you look comfortable with it. So in a in a in a proper race, you know, where, where you're competing against others, it, it would be good to see what you can do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt comfortable. It felt like a good day. It was fun. I was having a good time. Hopefully, I can say the same thing in Chicago because um, every time that, you know, every time I'm out racing, I try to enjoy it because if I'm going to put in this many hours all the time, you know, when you have those few moments, don't go in afraid of a race. Like, it's okay if you don't perform. That shit happens. Sometimes you have bad days. Just go out there and try to smile through it. Um, and that'll make the experience a lot more fun. It'll make it more fun for people who are watching because it's a show. Like, I want to put on a show for people. Sport is entertainment. Yeah. All right. All right. Brilliant. Well, let's let's finish there for now. Uh, thanks for joining All us. Right. I appreciate this. And uh, hopefully talk to you again soon. All right. Sounds good, Greg. Thank you very much. All right. Take care, everyone.